this morning we have a guest preacher. Um, we're going to be continuing our series on um, the gospel according to the Christmas carols. And this morning, uh, Stan is going to bring the message, and we're very excited about this. Uh, Stan, for those of you who don't know, is he teaches our Walking with Jesus classes. He uh, also um, teaches Bible seminars in uh, various countries around the world, um, in developing nations where people have uh, very scarce access to Bible teaching and uh, seminary-level um, education in the Bible. And so Stan goes to those places and, and teaches there and um, just makes, those, makes the truth of God you know, and this, the study, the whole scholarly world available to some, um, some of those places where they have a tough time getting it. Um, other than that, Stan is just a cherished part of our con- congregation. He's got a great sense of humor, um, different sense of humor, but I, I like it. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and but I like it. And so, uh, would you welcome Stan this morning? I'm actually not quite sure how to take that. I, that's... <laughs> Well, I've been struggling with a head cold or something going on in my head for the past week, so if I reach for, I've got a whole pocket full of um, cough drops here, so just bear with me if I run into a problem here. Some of you, if you've been going to this church for a while, you've, um, you've picked up that Brian and I have this little, Brian Bird, the senior pastor, and I have a, this little almost a competition going. You know, we like to get little, you know, little jab here, make fun, joke at his expense, joke at my expense. Whoever's up front has the microphone is, you know, and you just know it's coming. When Brian gets up, I'm just like, okay, here we go. So I think that this morning was a setup by Brian to get even with me. Now, let me explain. Several months ago, he asked me to preach in December. Okay, fine, no problem. I said, okay. Later, he said that my sermon had to fit in with this series, this, the gospel in the Christmas carols. I didn't suspect anything, so I said, okay. Then, once I had committed, then he assigned the carol that he wants, that, that he wants me to do. And he also chose the ones that he was going to do. Now, I pointed this out before. He tends to cherry-pick the best, you know, the best, the best material. So he sent me this email. This is actually the email from Brian. Um, December 24th. No, excuse me. December 4th. This is for Brian. Oh, come all ye faithful, emphasizing the lines, word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. There's the incarnation. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. That's, that's theologically rich material there. He gets that one. I get today, the 11th, we're going to come back to that. Next week, Brian's preaching, and he has given himself joy to the world. Another really rich Emphasizing the lines, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room, joy to the world, the savior reigns. A lot of material there. You could preach on that for months. He claimed that one. (laughs) On the 24th, the trend continues. He has given himself, O holy night. Emphasizing the lines, long lay the world in sin and error pining. 
the thrill of hope and the weary world rejoices. Let us praise his holy name. Another beautiful, you could preach on that one for months. I mean, just every line, there's the gospel just woven all the way through it. Who gets that one? Brian. Brian. You know, it's good to be the king. You know, it's... Now, the reason I think he is doing this, they intended this morning to be a bit of a revenge is because he assigned me Frosty the Snowman. (laughs) Now, if you just run through the words in your head, there's not a lot of gospel obvious there, like zero. Maybe when Frosty says, I'll be back again someday, you can go, okay, the resurrection. Okay, there's one. One part of the gospel. I'm telling you, that's all there is. <laughs> Rough going. So, I, I think the evidence is clear. This is, you know, um, but he's going to pay. As they say, revenge is a dish best served cold. He will rue the day that he did this to me. Okay. <clears throat> gospel in the carols well I'm not going to do Frosty the Snowman I've got the microphone I'm in charge this morning I'm not going to do Frosty the Snowman I know you've prepared Frosty's off the playlist guys in the back TJ no no Frosty slide don't even you know we're done Frosty's out what I want to do is hark the herald angels sing so while the worship team's shuffling their music, um, let me, let me, um, <clears throat> now I think you, you can pull that up quickly. Can you get the, the words on the screen for, for Hark the Herald Angels? Okay, can we get the first verse? The verse, the song starts out with uh, words that are taken right from the gospel according to Luke. This is the nativity story in Luke. There's two nativity stories in the, in the New Testament. One is in Matthew. That's where you have the wise men. This one is the, the shepherds and the um, angels. This is in Luke. And the first several lines of this come right out of Luke's version. So this song begins based in Luke's version of the story. So this is the angel and shepherd nativity story. Now, we need to take several things into consideration. One, most people know this story in the old, in the, well, the King James Version. This has been quoted and quoted. Anybody ever seen a Charlie Brown Christmas? You remember the scene at the end where Linus gets up on the stage and explains what Christmas is all about? This is what he's quoting. He's quoting Luke's version in King James English. Most people have heard this and they're familiar with that. But the King James Bible was written in the early 1600s. Language has changed a lot since then. Now this song, which is based on that, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, was written by Charles Wesley. Anybody recognize that name? John and Charles Wesley of Methodism? You know, that's, yeah, that, that Charles Wesley. This, book, this song was written in the early 1700s. That's a long time ago. It was written in the more formal English of its time. So we're going to have some trouble with some of the words, maybe. And there's also a third thing we need to take into consideration, and that is when we know songs very well, 
we usually don't even think about what we're saying and what we're singing. It's like, you know, the Lord's Prayer. Everybody's memorized the Lord's Prayer. You can just rattle it off. You could do it in your sleep. And you don't even think about what you're actually saying unless something causes you to think about it. Well, that's what I'm trying to do this morning. I'm trying to look at this from a different angle. So I want to go over a few terms, a few things in this song and these stories that are maybe terms we're not, we don't really use these anymore. Clarify a few things, and then we'll understand what we're actually singing. So, right off the top, hark. What does hark mean? Yeah, essentially that's it. Listen, pay attention, heads up, something important here. Attention, that's what hark means. Okay, what is a herald? Someone who makes an announcement. Some people think, well, it's just a messenger. It's more than that. A herald, like if you think about in the old days, the king would be traveling. He's going to come into a city. He would send a messenger ahead to tell the people of the city that he was going to visit their city. That was the herald. The guy would walk into the public square, blow the trumpet, get everybody's attention, say, the king is coming. That's what a herald does. He announces the coming of the king. So when you look at this, the herald angels are doing what? They are angels who are heralds. That's their job. What are they doing? They're announcing the coming of the king. Now, they have three things. They say three things. Glory to the newborn king, peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. That's right out of Luke's material. A couple other phrases or words that we need to be familiar with before we understand what we're actually saying. The phrase nations is used in this song. What, or the word nations, what is a nation? What comes to mind immediately? France, Spain, what that is is a political division. That's about politics. The nations of the earth, we think of nations as France, Spain, the United States, Mexico, those are nations. This isn't using it that way, and the Bible doesn't use it that way. Nations means people groups. Let all the peoples, the various people groups of the world get involved in this because this affects everybody. This isn't just a Jewish thing. You know, the Jews were very much, there's us and then there's them. There's Jews and everybody else was what? Gentiles, there's us and them. But this, the gospel is for everybody. It involves all the nations. So when you, when you run across this, don't think, you know, it's joyful all ye nations rise. It's not talking about Germany, not talking about France, not talking about the United States. It's talking about Jews, Greeks, Africans, Chinese, just fill in the blank. Everybody. What does the term hail mean? Now it's unfortunate that we're in the middle of a winter storm. What does hail mean? Used in this, in this, um, that uh, third verse. I think it's third. No, you got it here. Okay, hail the son of righteousness. What does that mean? What is hail? We don't use that word anymore. What does that mean? Not worship. Basically, in its purest form, it's greet. You hail someone on the street. Hail your friend across the street. It also can mean <clears throat> to give a claim. Like when a sports team comes home from winning the championship and all their fans are there and they are hailing the victors. 
That's how it's being used here. Now, I was told after the first service that that is perilously perilously close to the Michigan fight song. I need to be really careful there. So that was not a secret plug for that team up north. So when it says, hail the son of righteousness, what is he saying? Greet the son of righteousness. Give a claim to. Use your voice. Praise. Yay. That's giving a claim. That's what's being asked of us. That's what this song is asking of us. Now, a couple other terms that frequently get used and uh, need to be clarified. The term Christ and the term Messiah. Those are two, those are the same, basically the same word in two different languages. Messiah is from the Hebrew Mashiach, I think is how it's pronounced. And Christ is from the Greek Christos. Both of them mean anointed or an anointed one. And the idea is a specially empowered person, empowered by God. They've got the anointing of God on them. So when you run across these terms, they're basically interchangeable. So, now, I'd I'd like to sing Hark the Herald Angel. Hark the Herald Angels. Sing, now that we've got the terms straight. Now that you'll better understand what you're thinking or what you're, uh, what you're singing. So if the worship team can t- pick that up.
when you bring verse 2 back up, I'm going to point out a few things. Okay, there's the virgin birth there at the bottom. Offspring of a virgin's womb. Yeah, please t- uh, take a break. <clears throat> Don't go very far. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, one of, the, uh, one of the worship team, first service, one of the worship team guys, said, he goes, yeah, yeah, I you know, went and got something to drink, went to the bathroom, and I'm sitting in the back with my bag of Cheetos and just put some Cheetos in my mouth, and I hear Stan say, I'd like the worship team to come back up front. <clears throat> Christ by highest heaven adored. The angels know what's going on, right? They're the ones doing the proclaiming here. The angels know what's going on. Christ the everlasting Lord. Why would we use the term everlasting? He's God. God is eternal. By definition, God is eternal. He's not just the Lord. He has always been Lord, always will be Lord. Offspring of the virgin's womb. Okay, next, next line. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail, incarnate deity. What is this? The theological concept is called the incarnation, and it means the taking on of flesh. Carne, flesh. You know, like chili con carne does what? Has what? Has meat in it. That's the carne part of it. That's based in Latin. Carne means physical body. Here you have the eternal God, who is spirit, leaves eternity, comes down to one particular time, one particular place, and puts on flesh, puts on a human body. Entire books have been written just on that concept. Pleased, that's supposed to be an E-D on the end, pleased as man with men to dwell. Meaning to, to live among men as a man. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Does anybody remember what Emmanuel means? God with us. It's a title. It's a title. He, and he is literally God with us. Okay, next. Hail the heaven-born prince of peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Interesting thing here. Hail the Son. The original song, Son is S-U-N, not S-O-N. And the idea is, look at the next line. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. It is the idea of the sun rising after night. It has been dark, and a light has come. It's a picture of the sun rising. Somebody makes a mistake, they change that one word, and you lose all the... Lose all the meaning. Okay, what's next? Mild he lays his glory by. What's that a reference to? This is God. This is God's, this is God, the the picture of king. This is the king stepping down off of his throne, taking off his crown, taking off his robes and leaving the palaces and dressing like a pauper and going to live among the common people so he can connect with his people. That's a great image of this. He lays it aside. And in Philippians, there's a passage called the kenosis passage, and it comes from a Greek word meaning um, uh, self-emptying. And that's where it says, he did not consider deity to be something to be grasped, 
but he laid it aside and he came to earth as a man and not just a man. And if you read that, there are seven steps down from heaven to death on a cross. Mild, he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. What's that the reference to? The resurrection. Is there gospel in this in this uh, hymn? This carol? Yeah, it's loaded. This is loaded. Okay. There's the, uh, the second birth. There's the whole born again thing. All right. You could take any one of those points and preach several sermons on it. We could be here till, till June just fleshing out this song. It's that rich. It's that loaded. Okay. Now Luke's story of the shepherds and the angels is highly condensed. It's very, very short. Angels show up. The Messiah's been born. The, angel, the angels say that. The shepherds go, hey, let's go to Bethlehem. The angels sing a little bit. That's it. The story. It's very, very quick. I don't think that's all that happened. I think there was more to it than that. Wouldn't it be great, instead of that very, very highly condensed version, that we had a record of the conversation that actually took place between the angels and the shepherds? Well, this is your lucky day. Now, let's pretend that when I was in Jerusalem several years ago, I bought an ancient manuscript. Papyrus. Old, ancient. Upon translation, it turns out that that document is exactly that. It is the dialogue between the shepherds and the angels that Luke cuts so short. So I'm going to give you a rough translation, and this is obviously not real. (laughs) So, but just go with me, okay? Just work with me here. Okay, the manuscript starts with a description of the scene. It's, It's one leaf that came out of a longer work, so you're kind of stepping into the middle of it. Um, The angel has already appeared. The shepherds have seen the angel, and they are petrified, scared. One of the shepherds, Larry... Larry the shepherd says to the other shepherds, well, boys, it's been nice knowing you. The angel, no, 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 no. Everybody calm down. You're in no danger. Actually, we have some very good news for you. The Messiah has arrived. Another shepherd named Jacob goes by Jake. Jake the shepherd, the Messiah, the prophet said that the Messiah would be followed by God's judgment, and that is not good news. We're doomed. And soon, angel, will you calm down? Let's just say that there's been a bit of a misunderstanding about the timing. So this really is good news, and you should all be happy, all the shepherds. Happy about what? Angel, oh dear, you really are not getting this, are you? All right, let me try this. You've been expecting and dreading God's condemnation, right? But instead, here we are telling you about God's love and mercy. Doesn't that strike you as good news? Larry, well, I guess it's good news if God's blessing us Jews, right, Jacob? (laughs) Angel, you really are not 
getting this. This is a big deal. All heaven is abuzz about this. I've got an entire choir here with me for this announcement. This is big, really big. And it involves all the people of the earth. The Messiah is here. Jake, well, that can't be right. The Messiah is supposed to be the king of Israel, the king of us Jews. All the peoples of the earth would mean Gentiles. Yuck. Angel, think bigger. This isn't just another human king of Israel. This king is eternal. His kingdom is much bigger than this little nation of Israel. And his kingdom will never end. You're not getting it. It's God himself, live and in person. God himself has come. Larry, hold it. Then where's the usual thunder and lightning, the smoke, the fire? Jacob, yeah, and the earthquakes. I mean, there's always earthquakes when God shows up. How can there be no earthquake if God's really here? Angel, well, the public relations department said to avoid the shock and awe approach this time. Uh, They refer to it as the Mount Sinai treatment. It just scares people, particularly, Jacob, the earthquakes. So, God wanted to try a less threatening approach. So to clearly show God's love and his desire to save you humans from your own stupid rebellion, he's decided to come as, wait for it, a human baby, because there's nothing less threatening and more lovable than a baby. Larry, a baby. You're putting me on, right? Angel, no, I'm, I'm serious. A baby, a human baby. It, it has to be a human baby. That's a necessary part of the plan. Jacob, God is a human baby? How's that going to work? Why, why God is a baby? Larry, better yet, how God as a baby? Oh, this is making my head hurt. Angel, you're both forgetting that God can do pretty much whatever he wants to do. And he obviously thought this was the best way to save you humans. Now, just between you and me, I've been told there is more to this plan than just the baby. But that is some years into the future. Larry, hmm. Well, suppose I take your word for all of this. How are we going to find this Messiah, King, God, baby person? Angel, he's in Bethlehem. A few miles away right now. But don't go looking for the usual king stuff like robes and thrones and crowns. Look for a just born baby asleep in a feeding trough that's used for feeding cows. A baby in a manger. When you find that, you found him. Larry. God. In Bethlehem, of all places. As a baby... In a manger. Man, this just gets weirder and weirder. Angel, oh, look at the time. We need to wrap this up. Well, listen, shepherds, go to Bethlehem and see for yourselves. We need to leave. Okay, choir, eyes on me. One, two, three, four. Peace on earth and mercy, mine. And the angels go back to heaven. 
And Larry and Jake and the rest of the shepherds go to Bethlehem to look for God in human flesh. The manuscript breaks off here. We don't have the rest of the story. You have to turn to Luke's gospel to pick up the rest of it. So I'd like the worship team to come back up if they're done with their Cheetos. And now we know the backstory, sort of. We know the backstory about the angels and the shepherds and how much trouble it was and how much trouble they had, how much trouble we have getting your head around God in flesh. We're familiar with the key terminology. We can appreciate some of the theology. So let's do what this song invites us to do. In the first verse, I believe it says, Joyful all ye nations rise. Joyful all ye... Joyful. Joyful. Join the triumph of the skies. Saying This is an invitation to join the angels, proclaiming, hailing what the angels were doing. So let's, let's sing this again, and hopefully you'll get more out of it this time.
So hopefully you'll never look at that carol again the same way. Maybe it means more now than it did. And maybe we had a little bit of fun, and that's, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of fun. But we need to remember what we're dealing with. We're dealing with an eternal God who sought us. We rebelled. We walked away. We shook our fists in his faces. We still do it today. And God pursues us. This is God's plan. This isn't a human plan. That's why the shepherds were having so much trouble with it. And that's why we're having so much trouble with it. We wouldn't do it this way. This makes absolutely no sense. God is a baby. Really? But that's what God decided to do. And that's what we celebrate this time of the year. The incarnation of the Son of God. Eternity comes to earth. Timelessness comes to time. God, unlimited, limits himself to one time, one place, one body, one womb. C.S. Lewis calls this the grand miracle. That this tops all of them. This is the miracle in everything God's ever done with the human race. And we've reduced it to singing Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So, the message here is God is for us and not against us. Or he wouldn't be pursuing us. He wouldn't have gone through all this. It says something about God's nature. God created. God spoke. God revealed himself. God pursued. In every case, God takes the initiative. Risen with healing in his wings. I'd like the, the uh, worship team or the um, prayer team, anybody who's here, wants to come up and pray. If you need physical healing, part of the gospel is that line, risen with healing in his wings. God is a healing God. He is for you, not against you. If you need to make your peace with God, if you need to surrender, quit shaking your fist in God's face, this would be a real good time too. There's lots of people here who'd like to pray with you and talk with you. So the worship team's going to play a few more songs. And um, don't leave here if you need prayer. And then I'll come back up and close. Isn't he?
Christmas, Christmas, Christ Mass, the coming of the Christ. Jesus really is the reason for the season. Our entire culture looks different directions on this. You don't need to go with the flow. Remember what this is all about. The infinite becoming finite in a baby let's pray Lord on the surface I would have to admit with, with, with the shepherds this is a crazy plan but we thank you that you love us that you sought us that you don't take our no for a final answer. You pursue us. You seek to bless us. I pray for every person here who does not know you. 
and that's not surrendered, that this season will be different this year. This Christmas will be different this year. They'll be haunted by the Christmas carols and the message that they proclaim. Christ the Savior is born. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.